Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Israel's experiencing a series of attacks that have killed 11 people. It's the deadliest attacks in Israel in many years. All of this taking place uh, during a very holy se- season, season for Jews, Christians, and Muslims. Why is it happening now? Jordana Miller is a correspondent for ABC News. She covers Israel and the Palestinian territory. She's in Jerusalem right now and joins us on the line. Jordana, thanks for joining on today. Great to be with you. That's right. We've seen a, a real outburst of deadly violence carried out by Palestinian Arab militants in just seven days. As you said, 11 people killed, two shooting attacks, uh, and one attack that was uh, both a car ramming and a stabbing attack. Um, it's unclear what the triggers are for this violence Uh, Everyone here uh, always expects violence to peak a little bit around these spring holidays. And this year, Ramadan, Passover, and Easter all will coincide, overlap, if you will. But um, that doesn't seem to explain what's going on here. Um, You know, it could be that some of the Palestinians feel right now that they are just so off of the world's agenda, Mm. you know, even before the war, uh, Russia's war in Ukraine, uh, you know, it wasn't a priority in Washington or European capitals to move the peace process forward. The Palestinians haven't had an election in 15 years. Uh, They don't have much faith in the leadership there in Ramallah. So it could be um, that that is kind of spilling over. Uh, right now, two of the attacks we have to say were carried out by Arab citizens who were linked in one way or another with the Islamic State, mm. and that's kind of a dark, um, you know, trend here that yeah. uh, I think took everyone by surprise. Yeah, I think that's so interesting, and and especially uh, you mentioned the uh, kind of the world's attention obviously is on Ukraine and the uh, Russian attack uh, and incursion into Ukraine. Uh, and so there is a sort of a, uh, a different kind of focus. Uh, in the, in these attacks, were there any specific targets or people targeted, uh, or were these still kind of more in that random attack category? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, usually these kinds of attacks happen, you know, on the background of other political tensions going on. Um, you know, and they usually happen at, 
you know, around contested uh, holy sites here in Jerusalem in the old city around the Al-Aqsa Mosque or in the disputed territories, right, in the West right. Bank, Jewish settlements. But these happened literally in uh, just city streets in, in otherwise what would otherwise be uh, quiet neighborhoods, right, where... Mm. Uh, these attackers just decided to open fire or start stabbing people, uh, really just indiscriminately attacking civilians and in a few cases, police officers. Wow. Uh, yeah, you also mentioned the uh, the overlapping this year. I think is so interesting. So Ramadan is, is begins on April second. Passover on April fifteenth. Uh, Easter celebrated, of course, is the seventeenth, and the Orthodox Easter coming up later in the month on the twenty fourth. But that convergence of all of those and overlapping uh, seems to be heightening at least uh, some of the tensions. Absolutely, and it always does. But again, what stands out about this very deadly week is that um, it's not happening in the same areas uh, and it's not happening by the same typical kind of profiles of these lone wolf attackers. You know, two of the three attacks this week were carried out by Arab citizens. Uh, and that, you know, is likely an overflow from some of the violence, the deadly violence we saw between Arab and Arab citizens and Israeli citizens a year ago when fighting broke out in Gaza. If you remember, there was a lot of unrest across Israel in many cities, and there were, you know, crowds of Arabs that lynched the Israeli Jews and Jews who killed uh, Arab Israelis. Mm. Uh, and we had not seen that kind of civil strife. Yeah. But it seems that some of those Arab residents be you know, have become radicalized. Uh, wow, that's uh, that is fascinating. Uh, one other question for you, um, and and that is, uh, you're there, you're in Jerusalem. How has this recent spate of attacks impacted uh, just kind of the streets of Jerusalem, the feeling of of people as they're going about their day there in Jerusalem? Well, Jerusalem, you know, probably of all the places in Israel, um, you know, the the residents here are most accustomed to attacks. Uh, remember, this was the kind of epicenter of the intifadas. And even back in the 90s when the buses were blowing up, it was here. I, I happened to be a student here then. So I, I they, you know, I remember hearing the explosions on the bus routes going to downtown Jerusalem. So people here, you know, they, they just keep on going about their daily lives. Um you know, when violence really peaks here, well, some streets are closed and you notice a police presence more. But, um, you know, this time around, Jerusalem feels like it's for once not really, you know, in the spotlight. Yeah. And then finally, Jordana, before I let you go, uh, what are you watching for? What are you kind of sensing in the in the days ahead? Is, is this an opportunity uh, for something to happen uh, in, in terms of these relationships? Uh, are we likely to see more of this kind of a, a attack? Uh, what are you watching for? What should we be watching for uh, from a distance? That's a great question. Well, I think it is an opportunity um, for Israel, the Palestinian Authority, and the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan to really strengthen their cooperation because those are, between Israel, the PA, and and Jordan, those are the main players who can do uh, the most to kind of keep quiet, keep the Palestinian street quiet. 
Um, and because, of course, Jordan is the guardian of the holy sites in Jerusalem. The Palestinian Authority, you know, has a lot of influence with uh, with with every ordinary uh, Palestinians. And they can make the difference between something that, you know, escalates and spirals out of out of control or, you know, you know, work together behind the scenes and even security cooperation between the PA and Israel. So I, I think there's an opportunity here. And by the way, even before this week of deadly attacks, we saw a kind of shuttle diplomacy between uh, Jerusalem, Ramallah and Amman with senior officials going back and forth to try, knowing that this is going to be potentially a, a, a dangerous holiday season, already trying to work together. So I think we're going to see that. And this is going to be a test for the Israeli, the new Israeli prime minister. He's only been in office less than a year. Right. You know, can he, you know, rise to this challenge and, you know, create more security without alienating or dividing uh, you know, Israeli Arabs from Israeli citizens, right? Yeah. Without that kind of division. Right. So I think there's a lot to, to watch. And of course, everyone's here, here is praying that this is the end of the cycle of violence. Yeah. Fantastic reporting as always. Jordana Miller, correspondent for ABC thank News, you. covers Israel and the Palestinian territory. She's in Jerusalem. Uh, Jordana, thank you again for great reporting, great insight into this critical place in the world. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. We're going to go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, some final thoughts today. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to. Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.